0: Welcome, one and all, to Umami Manga. I'm Petter, and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about Volume 1 of Jujutsu Kaisen, another series that we're starting from the beginning. And before we get into the discussions, let's, I guess, talk a little bit about kind of what we have consumed of this series prior to... well, prior to now. I'll start real quick. I... well, first of all, I I remember that I was actually really close to starting to read this manga, like, way... like, I think it was even before the anime came out Mm. uh so like it wasn't i guess that well known at that i mean i i'm I'm sure it was quite quite big even before the anime but i'm sure it gained in popularity even more when the anime came out but i i i I don't know something happened that i didn't start reading it so i guess in a way i'm glad i didn't because now i'm able to cover it through the podcast this way instead but um Hmm. well yeah I, i and i never saw the anime when it came out either so i'm really going in completely blind into this the only thing I have consumed as far as Jujutsu Kaisen goes, other than this first volume, obviously, is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the manga. Uh, I haven't seen the the movie adaptation, but I did read the manga some time back. Uh, but what about you, James?
1: Yeah, I think I've consumed about four fingers so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I... Watched the anime. I um I got in on the on the hype train when it came out, and rightfully so. I think Mappa did a fantastic job, as I'll probably mention it a couple times during this discussion. Mm. And where the season one ended off, it was pretty well. Like it wasn't much of a cliffhanger per se. Just like, hey, you know, get ready for whatever happens next. Gotcha. Type of the situation, but I was able to control myself enough to not just go straight to the manga. <laughs> um. So. I didn't read any of the manga until we decided we were going to do this for Umami Manga. Gotcha. But I do know all, all the content within season one.
0: Yeah, from what I've heard, I'm, I, I, obviously I, I, I guess I can't know for sure, but I think I remember hearing someone say that the, that season of the anime covers, I think, the first seven volumes of the manga. So I guess if, if that is true, then I guess that's how much you know of the story.
1: That's, yeah, that seems about right. I mean, it was, I think it was like 24 episodes or so. It was mm. fairly long. Right. Um, season. And I've also seen Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. Right. Have, I didn't <laughs> I haven't read it, actually, mm. I, although I could easily just do that right now, but I watched the movie and was I, really impressed, and I think I liked it better than the season one of the anime, to be honest. Oh,
0: ooh, interesting. I mean... I, I suppose that's fair, because I, I mean, obviously, Jujutsu Kaisen 0 is pretty much a self-contained story, whereas, mm-hmm. well, I, I guess season one doesn't really end with quite a conclusion fully, obviously, since it continues with many more volumes after volume seven. Right. Uh, so I, 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 can, I can see that, if that could be maybe one of the reasons why you did enjoy it more.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely it felt like a an ending, although there definitely was a, a tie-in to you know, the first scene, you know, how mm. the actual plot of the of the the main story. Yeah. But the movie or Zero itself does have kind of a climax and then ending and everything like that. So it's, I think it was a little more just satisfying mm-hmm. for me. But anyway, like, uh, that's all I've seen uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, I guess that's all there is to do. Right. Um, without <laughs> being caught up with the, to the manga.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, basically, you've seen all of the anime of it. Yeah. And I think it's possible we may bring up like Jujutsu Kaisen 0 at maybe at some points throughout the discussion if there's anything that we feel relates to it. Obviously, we're not going to focus on talking about the Jujutsu Kaisen 0 story today obviously, but we may still touch on on it potentially if 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 there's anything we feel like has anything to do with that since obviously, yeah, we we haven't consumed the same Jujutsu Kaisen 0, but We still know the story (laughs) of it, both of us. (laughs) And, well, because since I had read that before, uh, going into, like, just fresh, completely blind into the main series of Jujutsu Kaisen, since I had read Zero before, I did know of some of the, well, kind of the lore and kind of gimmicks of the world, uh, such as, like, the curtain that they kind of draw down over, over when they're doing missions and stuff like i knew about that mm-hmm. and i knew of well i knew of the Jujutsu high school and uh, oh and the curses like i love the the way that the curses are well basically all of the explanations to how curses are spawned and and how they f- well just how they work i think it's a pretty fascinating idea and i also like the designs of them that akutami comes up with absolutely it's really yeah it, it's 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 fun to look at and and creepy and grotesque. Definitely. And yeah, it's just very well done. <laughs> right, right.
1: You know, when I first watched the anime, I think it was a bit of a, a hurdle to totally understand what was going on. Mm. I don't know if I could say it was. I felt like I was missing something, but it did take a, a, a couple episodes for me to process exactly what was the premise and oh. um, what the whole you know jiu world was all about and everything not to say i expect to understand it automatically like you know i said every nook and cranny but <laughs> right i guess it was just the the themes and and what they were doing that felt kind of hard to grasp at first and maybe that's just the the medium of, of watching an anime versus having a manga where you can just go back and reread it a few times and be like oh, True, okay right I, I understand what's going on now
0: mm-hmm. and you didn't feel that way when you read the manga i guess
1: well, I had already seen it, so I, I well, true, I, I true. Yeah, I guess
0: it's it's it might be hard to to compare it then. Uh, right. Well, I, I'll say for me, and I, I guess this will be my last thing I'll say before we get into the character discussions here. But uh, I I thought it was a very good in making me understand everything. Well, to be fair, I did have, as I mentioned, some previous knowledge about the world. I guess, but I right. I, I thought it was clear, and I really I really appreciated this first volume as a whole. I thought the story and the the art were both very good and the characters were interesting enough. Obviously there's a lot more to come, I'm sure, but I think, I think it's off to a really good start. And I think what I especially like about the art here, uh, was Gege Akutami's way to draw the action scenes specifically, or like everything that has motion in it. And like those sorts of, uh, panels I thought were probably my favorite, like pieces of art in the, in this book. Mm. But yeah, I guess if there's nothing else, we should get into the character discussions, starting with Yuji Itadori, the main character of the series, or at least he seems to be the main character of the series. Because I have some worries that maybe he'll like have an early death or something like 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 a <laughs> I, I don't know, like a fake out or something like. Oh, here's the main character, but uh oh no, he he dies in the second volume. Like I don't know, I don't know. Um, right. Well, I'll talk a little bit about that in a bit, I guess, like a little later. But okay. Well, one thing I want to touch on first, and this isn't really related to this volume technically. Um, is that it took me a little bit uh, before I kind of got used to this character being, well, this character. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. in the Jujutsu Jujutsu Kaisen Zero manga, there's another character called Toge Inumaki, who looks really similar to the way uh, Yuji Itadori is drawn in the main series of Jujutsu Kaisen. From what I understand, that character was... Well, he got a bit of a redesign in the anime movie uh, from... From what I okay i i I looked it up a little bit and it seems like they they changed his appearance a bit to make it well well to make him not look like this guy, which I think is probably a fair change, and I think it was also uh supervised somehow by Akutami, really but yeah like that, that that character in the original manga for zero looks pretty much just like Yuji
1: <laughs> interesting, okay, I'll have to go back and. <laughs> oh, I do want to read Zero at some point and see but yeah, I had no idea they, they look similar because in the anime they those two look nothing alike, in my opinion. So it's interesting that you'd find that confusing. So I'll have to go back and yeah. read another reason to go read Zero. <laughs> well
0: I, I well he actually uh Akutami actually made like a point of that, or like, had a little bit of an explanation of that in the Zero manga, like on a bonus page. He explained, oh. uh, or, or he made a point out of it, like, yeah, they look really similar, but they're different characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, he made a similar thing with Megumi and the protagonist of, of Zero, whose name I can't re- remember at the moment. But they, I, mean, I can see that they look a little bit similar, but they, I, I don't think they were that similar. But he he kind of made that similar a similar point for them as well.
1: Maybe he was just feeling self-conscious.
0: Yeah, but well, at, at least Inumaki and Itadori look well. At least in the manga for for Zero look very very similar. So so yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it just took me a little while to get used to that being Yuji here. Like it's not it's not the other guy that only speaks in like fish words. But anyway. Yeah, anyone who hasn't seen Zero probably doesn't really understand a lot of this. But anyway, uh, getting yeah, m- moving on from Kai- Jujutsu Kaisen Zero into the actual Volume One here, what we what we learn of Yuji, he's super strong, like super strong, yeah, and like can run super fast. And like to me, it was a bit strange that he didn't get more attention because of that, like than he had. I mean, it he does get attention from from uh, based on it, like as we see, I mm-hmm. think, but I. I don't know. I thought it was a little strange that he just does, doesn't get even more attention. Like I don't know, the press or like the military or like I don't know, like <laughs> s- people would come come over and like investigate him or something. Like I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah. guess I guess it's mostly funny.
1: Yeah, it's funny. And when I first saw it, I, I did feel like that very standard. Your main character has to be super OP, kind of <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> like just generically OP. Uh, right. He's not your average teenager kind of kind of a thing definitely
0: yeah he I mean he's definitely like some sense of like some kind of the chosen one it seems like
1: yeah yeah in a way mm. um especially what happens is with in this volume mm-hmm. uh, with him i guess being able to control the sukuna yeah but no yeah it, it did yeah it did kind of throw me off at first but it's but it's funny like you know uh funny gag how he breaks the goalpost you know with this sh- <laughs> shot put so yeah yeah it's it's funny, and, and it definitely it makes him a a, a viable fighter when it comes to uh, taking down these curses. Yeah, for sure. Although, I guess doesn't have curse power at this point, so it's like yeah, can he really fight against curses? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, th- that was interesting because didn't like Gojo told him that he should have like curse power in him just because he ate Sukuna, but he, I guess, he can't utilize it yet or something like that, which I guess he will be able to do in the future, perhaps, if he lives if he lives long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this a another to thing where he uses the 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 chakra of the nine tails fox <laughs> right. and kicks split I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. But. Well, we got to meet his grandfather a bit... Well, pretty early on. It was really just one scene. And then the grand- the granddad just passed away, sadly. But... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was still... I thought it was a nice scene. And... Well, at the beginning of it, the grandfather had something important to tell Yuji about... About Yuji's parents. Like, he, he even tried... He started trying to say something twice, I think, at the beginning, at mm-hmm. beginning of the scene. But Yuji, Yuji just... Interrupted him and didn't want to listen, and I and that just made me curious. Like, what was this important thing he wanted to tell him about his pa- right. parents? Because they seemed to be completely out of the picture. Like, uh, his grandpa seemed like he he. I think Yuji referred to him as or ha- have or well, he thought of him somewhat as a father. Like that he was like the the only guardian he had supposedly. And he also said that he had never experienced like a close person dying before, or like he said something like that. Um, So either his parents died when he was super young, so he doesn't remember it, or they, I don't know, left for some reason. I don't know.
1: Definitely a mystery. Mm -hmm. And it could maybe answer why he's so strong and fast and all that. Because it does seem strange that a, a normal boy would be like that,
0: yeah, yeah, um, definitely yeah, there's something like because I was wondering if if his super strength and speed whatever like if it was just like I don't know like a random thing that occurred with him when he was born, like without any specific reason, mm-hmm. that would be kind of lame if that was the case, yeah, or if it's actually something related to well, for example his parents like that would be interesting
1: right and i I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that he is basically a, a vessel or a capable vessel for su- Sukuna. I always, always mess up the name. Right, Sukuna.
0: yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, mm.
1: So, I don't know, like, uh, maybe maybe there's something to be said there, but mm. that's as far as I'll
0: speculate. Right. Oh, yeah, and something we should also specify before we go too far. I mean, I guess we're already a little too late to specify this, but to, be, <laughs> to just to be clear, regardless, James, even though he knows some things, he will not Bring up any spoilers from anything beyond this volume, so this this discussion is spoiler safe for anyone who's only read the first volume, and I guess also zero, but that came out before, so I think it's fair for us to speak about it.
1: I mean, we won't do we won't go into detail or anything.
0: No, no, exactly, no. We're definitely not. It's just a few little things, I guess, like little general stuff.
1: I find it interesting that Itadori doesn't really want to hear about his parents. He's just kind of like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I like. I don't care, you know. Right. You're the you're the only parent guardian that I need. Like mm. it. And, I mean, it, and I and I love his respect and, and well love for his his grandfather. Yeah. I, it's just interesting that he just kind of just blows the whole parent thing out of uh, out of the way. Maybe, maybe that's somewhat subverting expectations. Not the fact that his parents are out of the picture. I mean, that's just kind of on par for the shonen course. But yeah, it's. Maybe the fact that he just doesn't care at all. Then again, <sighs> going from Hunter Hunter kind of had a similar situation there. So I, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I still find it interesting that he doesn't care, and I think that, uh, like like you bringing it up, I mean, definitely, there is something there. Mm,
0: right, right, definitely seems like it. But his grandfather also said to Yuji you're a strong kid, so help people. This reminded me really, uh, like, a lot of uh, Spider-Man's Uncle Ben telling Peter that <laughs> with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Yeah. Uh, like, it seemed very much like he might as well have said that, you know? <laughs> right. And it, it kind of has the same effect, you know? It, absolutely it does. Yeah, especially since he also passes away shortly after. But something else he got, that Yuji that got from his grandfather, or, well... He, Well, I guess it's something that he started thinking about after his grandfather had uh, passed away. Uh, It's just how much Yuji values a natural death and how strongly he he believes in that, both for himself and for other people around him. I guess with that it becomes kind of ironic that he's almost executed in this volume. And and well, and the plan right now, at least, is for him to further down the line to get executed anyway. Like it's really just a suspended sentence, as they say. Um, Mm -hmm. So he, his fate, at least the way it's looking right now, is for him to well, definitely not get a natural death. So that's interesting and um, well, pretty exciting.
1: And I think another aspect to what he wants, like you know, fulfilling his grandpa's will, is to. Die with the people you care about around you. right. Like, I'm pretty sure true. that was that was part of it as well. so yeah, I think he he can still go about, I mean getting executed right on the spot with just you know the one finger or whatever, that that would pretty much make it impossible to have the people who care about you there, at your deathbed. Mm. But maybe as the journey goes along, you know it, it, when he, if if he eventually gets all of those fingers
0: mm. in
1: his tummy he can have you know a great kind of friendship type of family around him if he has to has to die
0: yeah on his yeah. execution yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know
1: just a just a thought i had when i was reading
0: yeah yeah no for sure yeah that is interesting ah uh, yeah like it it does seem at least the way it seems to be setting up is like it's going to have that kind of a prob maybe a bittersweet kind of ending with him eventually dying to save the world or something like that. Like
1: maybe I could see that happening. Right. I mean, end of this volume does not seem very <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> like hard, uh hard, you know, encouraging. <laughs>
0: yeah, no for sure. <laughs> but yeah, he did eat that ancient severed finger like you No, mm-hmm. and and he ate two. He ate two of them and Yeah. and he intends to eat 18 more. That <laughs> is well, he's got a strong stomach. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, disgusting. <laughs> it is. Um, so this Sakuna guy from ancient times or whatever, like he's in a way reincarnated through or in Yuji's body. But yeah, yeah, as we kind of mentioned, yeah, Yuji can easily suppress Sukuna. And when he ate the second finger, I didn't really notice a change. Like it didn't seem different from after he had eaten the first finger. So I. I wonder if him eating more fingers will have an effect at all, or if it's just whatever, kind of. Um, but if that, but or, or maybe if, if the more fingers he eats, maybe it's harder, it'll, maybe it'll be harder and harder to maintain control. If that's the case, it will be pretty interesting, but I guess, mm-hmm. mm, well, but based on what we saw when he ate the second finger, I guess that, that it's not pointing necessarily in that direction, but maybe it'll reach a, point where he suddenly it'll be harder to, to maintain control.
1: I mean, it is only just two fingers versus, you know, the 20 he has to
0: collect, so... <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But anyway, then there was this whole thing about the narration, or, well, it was through a report that it was implied that either Yuji, Nobara, or Megumi would die on this current mission that we're currently at. Right. And well, at first, I actually thought that Megumi would be the one to die, because I thought, I I, I thought I picked up death flags in like during that mission, um, mm-hmm. with him and how how the others pointed out how reliable he is and like how how valuable he is to the team, sort of. And I I sort of read that as potential death flags for him, but but then he and and Nobara made it out, uh, seemingly all right. So. I guess they're fine, and that only leaves Yuji. So that was why I was a little <laughs> worried for Yuji to maybe like maybe he'll like somehow die. But at the same time, I I do honestly have a hard time thinking that this protagonist is gonna die in the second volume. While it would be ballsy, I, it's probably not the case, right? Just because of everything that's been set up here, like he has a long journey ahead of him, right? He needs to eat eighteen more fingers. Come on. So. I don't know. I don't know. And so, basically, what I settled on for my speculation on whatever is going to mm-hmm. come of this is that it's possible, I guess, that the report is wrong. That perhaps Yuji will be believed to be dead for some time, and that and that's why the report was written the way it was written. But maybe, yeah, he'll, he, yeah, he'll rejoin them eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe the report is telling the truth, but it's not in the way that you think kind of a ah, kind of a
0: thing. I wonder. Like, but it literally says one of them died, doesn't it? Mhm. That uh, how <laughs> how <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what's yeah, what that's going to lead to in the second volume. Cuz it's such a it, it is a fun way to set up that climax. That arc. Part yeah, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, definitely has me very intrigued.
1: <laughs> the the one thing I'll say about it is... Yuji has his hand cut off. Yes. At this point. Yeah. So, he's not in a great shape at this moment. Mm. So, like, I guess that's all.
0: I'll yeah. Say. Yeah, I did... I did definitely take note of that as well. And, like, he keeps... he keep, I mean, he takes a lot of damage. It's, I mean, obviously... Yeah. Getting his hand cut off is, like, the major thing. But he, he kept on, especially toward the end, like, shortly before the volume ended. He took so much damage from that curse that he was fighting. And, like, I, I by the way, I love how how Akitami just really... He, he did a great job at portraying just how much pain Yuji was in. And, like, the intensity of that scene was brilliant, I thought. But he did give control to Sukuna at the end. So, well, a thought I had was a what-if... When Sukuna takes control of the body, he has some kind of ability to regenerate the body. Although, I mean, we don't really necessarily have reason to suspect that. But
1: don't really know what what Sukuna's powers are exactly at this point, besides just being ridiculously strong.
0: Mm, mm. But exactly, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a pretty common ability in a lot of these sorts of stories so i guess that's why my mind probably went there but Mm -hmm. i mean i I guess yeah i don't really necessarily have a reason to think that sukuna would have that type of power specifically but regardless it's super exciting (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anyway anything else on yuji
1: apparently jennifer lawrence is his (laughs) type of woman (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i wonder i i I, I hope that's the same in the Japanese like original because I, I feel, or I, I don't know sometimes I feel like localization teams make th- like make changes to stuff like that if yeah if maybe it was like some who for us would be like an obscure Japanese actress uh, then they would have changed it to someone that uh, the Western audience would know I wonder if that's the case or if it was actually Jennifer Lawrence in the original
1: I'm pretty sure in the anime, he says Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Okay, all right, Japanese. cool. I'm nice. I'm pretty
1: sure I I could be I could be remembering wrong, but <laughs> I think I remember laughing pretty hard at that.
0: Nice. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay, I like. I now I the fact that, more. that
1: he says Jennifer Lawrence, I mean, obviously she's you know an attractive person, but it she's not in like the the mainstream or like in the the spotlight at this point. Like it hasn't been for a few years. I feel like. So it, it does kind of, like, date itself by saying Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like. <laughs> That's fair, that's fair.
0: <laughs> but I kind of, I, I don't mind stuff like that. I think it's kind of charming when, when things date, it, date themselves like that, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I guess moving on to Satoru Gojo next, then. And this is the guy I know from, or that I knew from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. <laughs> so that was fun to see a familiar face, an actual familiar face. It wasn't just someone who looked the same, like, another character. <laughs> Um he claims to be the strongest Jujutsu sorcerer and he also claims that he'd beat Tsukuna even at (laughs) Tsukuna's like full power level.
1: He's so chill and cocky.
0: Yeah
1: (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, Gojo is my favorite character. Just Ah,
0: putting it out there. Sweet. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean I can see that. He he's definitely very cool. And about like his claims about his extraordinary power, I am inclined to believe him or at least that he's the strongest jujutsu sorcerer. About him being able to beat Sukuna, I guess he I don't think even he can really know that for sure. So I guess I'm a bit mm-hmm. I'm less sure on that, but I think yeah, he is really powerful probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately we don't get to see much of his power in volume 1, but you know, he he was keeping his own against Sukuna when he was attacking through uh, Mm. Itadori so
0: right exactly yeah and yeah he seemed to do that with ease plus um, I don't know how it is where you read this volume but in the book like in the physical book there's a uh, like little very very brief little character bio for him uh, between two of the chapters where it says that well it says he can do anything he tries so he tries not to get too involved (laughs) with anything according to him this is all for the sake of the next generation so well the book straight up says he can do anything he tries
1: that's like an eloquent way of saying i'm lazy
0: (laughs) right (laughs) but also like yeah definitely but I can also see it... I mean, I also kind of see a, see a point in it, though. Because like, if he truly can do everything... And, mm-hmm. you know... Like, if he is Superman... And then he does everything for everybody else... So that nobody else needs to make an effort... And then he dies of age... Then nobody else will know... Well, no one, no one will have any experience in... Continuing the work that he did. So, the fact that he does leave the work for others... In a, in a sense, can be viewed as a smart thing, I guess.
1: Hmm. What do you uh, think about him as a teacher?
0: Uh... <laughs> Have we even seen him teach? <laughs> like, actually? <laughs> like, he just, he, like, there there's this curses in that building. Go in and deal with them. Like, that that's the extent of his teaching.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely more like just, testing rather than teaching you know what i mean <laughs> like he he tests yuji he tests nobara yeah um and he <laughs> he gets making me to do all sorts of crazy things right um <laughs> but uh as a teacher like you know it's here he, i i think they even mentioned this in the manga i forget some window guy's name but oh he uh he says that gojo is incredibly strong and it seems to be kind of a waste that he's teaching. At the academy so it does make you wonder well why is he bothering teaching i mean other than i guess maybe right. find some enjoyment in it and mm. in that bio he does mention that like you said the next generation so maybe he really does just have a a strong conviction to put faith but you know build up the next generation
0: right yeah but it
1: does seem like something that for someone of his apparent capability i mean who knows maybe it's all a bluff but uh his apparent capability why why is he bothering teaching these children
0: right i mean i think it is probably just because of a genuine or a well i i, I like to think that it is a genuine desire to prepare the younger generation for the future um hmm. though he doesn't know how to teach he knows how to do he doesn't know how to teach um but that said he may still have that desire to to teach even though he doesn't know really how to i don't know yeah maybe that maybe something like that i don't don't really i hadn't thought about it honestly (laughs) my last little thing on him is not completely on him but it's it's partially on him is that he he said that they were in possession of six fingers and then yuji ate one of those fingers and I wonder why they aren't feeding him with the other five. Like, hmm. what's, are they just going to let them lie around or, I don't know. I don't know what, did you have, did you, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Um, Maybe they're in a certain place where it's just too much of a pain to get them. I, hmm. I don't know. Maybe, or, <laughs> maybe, or maybe, maybe they just know where they are. And instead of just bothering to grab them and feed them, they're just like, well, let's go find the other ones first fair maybe.
0: maybe i yeah I <laughs> yeah i mean we'll we'll find out cuz i mean all things considered i do not think that yuji will die in the next book and i do actually think that he's going to eat these 20 fingers over the course of the entire series and so yeah i'm sure we'll find out about those other five fingers at some point
1: <laughs> last thing i have on gojo is just a question mm-hmm. what do you feel or what do you think of his design
0: i think it's I mean, it's a cool design. The blindfold is definitely—it's definitely like his signature, kind of the way—the way to recognize him. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he doesn't wear them, when he wears like the glasses instead, I barely recognize him at all. I—I—I I, I have a hard time <laughs> like remembering that it's the same person. Uh, but well, I th- if I'm not mistaken, in Zero, I don't know if they changed this in the movie or not. But in Zero, I think he wore a white blindfold, but I think it's black here in. At least in the first volume of the main series, uh, not that that's a big thing necessarily, but it's definitely black, uh, right? Yeah, it's black here, right? And I think it was white in in Zero, um, at least it's... in the manga. But there is a part in Zero there where he actually takes it off, or or at least partially t- takes it off. Oh, at least in the manga. <laughs> uh, or he t- he like at least takes it out. He reveals one of his eyes.
1: I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure he does that in the movie. I just didn't know if they did it in the manga or not.
0: So. I mean that's cool. I guess I guess he can kind of like Rock, rock Lee and his his leg weights kind of like.
1: Well, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Naruto because <laughs> I when I first saw him, I got strong Kakashi vibes. Ah, Kakashi yeah, sensei vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so much in the laze about kind of thing because Kakashi definitely gave that kind of lazy, you know, read my book all day kind of a teacher. Whereas Gojo just kind of seems more like a goofball, mm. in a way, fair, um, yeah, <laughs> kind of my pace type of dude. But the, but the covering of the eyes, it's like he, it's like the author was like, ooh, I really like Akasha Sensei, but what if I took a step further, <laughs> completely blindfolded? <laughs> um, and I, I just kind of was kind of silly at first because like, how does he see? Like like where where does he know where you going? I,
0: I guess he's just such a powerful Jujutsu Sorcerer that he doesn't need sight.
1: I guess I at at some point I just stopped
0: questioning it. <laughs> yeah, no, but like that, that I kind of had to justify it that way because he he does literally say that he is the most powerful jujutsu sorcerer, and yeah. there seem to be a lot of different types of tricks that one can do with jujutsu sorcery, and I guess he's just wearing that to limit himself to to I guess to as to not be too incredibly OP, even though he's already <laughs> very powerful. I guess so yeah like yeah like like the leg weights that that rock lee wears like just to limit his his powers and he can just yeah take it off if he needs even more powers (laughs) yeah but but yeah he's cool he's he's cool i look forward to seeing more of him he's fun
1: definitely fun yeah
0: then let's move on to megumi fushiguro i love his divine dog powers yeah (laughs) very cute and nice yeah uh, and he seems to be able to summon other animals as well. Like, we see at least a bird and a frog at the end of this volume that he... I think he summoned both of those.
1: I think he calls them Shikigami. I don't know if that's all... I forget if that's what they're all called. Like, that's what the the summonings are called or not. Huh, huh. Um. But uh, it seems to be some sort of animal some Demon tamer type of a situation there.
0: Yeah. I like it.
1: <laughs> so... My sister and I, we we kind of watched the first season together when we had a chance, and mm. we got into this thing where we would call Megumi Squidward. <laughs> we, what? <laughs> we just like because we just thought he was so like,
0: uh, you know, oh oh,
1: kind of emo like or you know edgy, <laughs> not edgy but just like
0: he's kind of
1: negative, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No smiling, like. Right. You know, we...
0: <laughs> I guess usually a SpongeBob then.
1: Me? Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so. Uh,
0: but I, I, it's also kind of a Naruto Sasuke uh, uh, yeah. sort of relationship yeah. in a way as well.
1: Different, different, but it, th- they do have like the kind of opposite dynamic mm-hmm. that Naruto and Sasuke had.
0: Right. Right. Uh, but it's funny with <laughs> Squidward. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. <laughs> Lol, I'm Squidward. what like, oh My gosh. Uh, my sister's hilarious. Even though, even if it's just like inside jokes between us, it's oh. anyway. Uh, I like so, it. <laughs> I, I, just whenever I see him, I think of Squidward. <laughs> uh, I like his line when he says, "One in a million like you know, as he's eating the finger, mm. and it kind of gives you this hope that oh. He's gonna turn out to be the one in the million yeah. person who can take it in, or something like that. Yeah. But he's like the worst case scenario, one in a million, where he actually gets possessed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I I really like that that flip.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's very well done. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was a great moment for many reasons, but I agree about that point for sure. He also said later in the book, he said, or well, he points out that like saving the lives of people who would end up kind of taking lives later and like how that could be well a bad thing and yuji responds pretty quickly by well by questioning that and asking why megumi saved then saved his life hmm uno reverse card it, i mean it definitely <laughs> and it's just it makes it really really interesting to me because he knew at that point when he when he wanted to well when when he basically vouched for Yuji and wanted Yuji to be spared, he knew already that Yuji had this this curse in him that was very 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 dangerous. Yet he still wanted to keep him alive. But then later on he he, he says this whole thing about well about about people well saving people who would take lives later it. It, it it's it's just this massive contradiction I think, and because of this I I'm just reading Megumi as someone who is very I think insecure and who probably is trying to act like someone that he isn't, and hmm. that probably stems from something from his past. Although obviously we don't know much about his past, but mm-hmm. it's something I hope to see more of and to maybe understand the reasons for his well for his actions. little bit better Mm. because he's definitely trying i think it's pretty clear that he's trying to like play like the cool guy like to to seem like this yeah cool dude and i mean sure he's he's cool like but but he's um he is more much more of a softy i think than he wants to show
1: yeah i can definitely definitely see that i think in that moment he was trying to justify them getting out of there or or, you know not doing what they, you know, the the right thing or whatever. Mm. But, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he was fighting against what he truly wanted to be.
0: Maybe. But anything else on Megumi?
1: His poor doggy died.
0: Yeah, or, or like, yeah, like, cause I, I don't know, does he have the ability to, like, like, if it dies, can he just bring it back? Like, how does his powers work? I guess I don't know.
1: All I know is that dog, the dog was headless on the wall. Yeah, that was so.
0: definitely not fun. So... Yeah, I mean, I guess it is possible that if one of his summons dies, then he can't summon it again. But, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. But let's move on to Nobara Kugisaki. She's from the countryside. And... She she seems to be pretty full of herself, in yeah. a way that I really enjoy. <laughs> like really, uh, I thought yes, I think
1: it's fun. I'm I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. I can't stand Nobara. Really, <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> like at times, at times she's pretty funny, and you know I'll root for her. But other times, it's just like oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just like you're so insufferable. I can't. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: I think she's really funny. Like the first, like or one of the first things that really got me from her was, um, well, when she met Yuji and Megumi for the first time, and we got to see how she perceived them and her thought, her like immediate <laughs> thoughts about them. I thought that yeah. was hilarious.
1: <laughs> it was hilarious.
0: Um, but we also got to, to see some of her her kind of abilities. I thought like those long range nail curse attacks were really cool and something that i thought i thought was pretty creative uh especially when she like brought out that kind of straw doll like and combined it with the severed arm of that curse and how she was able to attack it at a rate at a long distance yeah um, that way and it just made me wonder how many other tricks kind of can she pull off using those nail attacks Mm. Uh, so that's something i look forward to seeing more of in the future action scenes yeah, she's yeah, just a really cool power, I thought.
1: Yeah, so full honesty, when I first saw her whip out the, the hammer and nails, I was like, that's it? <laughs> like, that's that's her thing? And I, I thought it was kind of <laughs> silly, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> uh, which is funny, because usually don't bat an eye at some of the weirder ones, but I, maybe it's because she's so just normal, or, or normal is the wrong word, but...
0: I mean, it looks like... It, it doesn't look like anything special, I guess. Like, if you, you just... Right, mm. it,
1: yeah. However... When she grabs the straw doll and, you know, exercises the demon that, or the, the curse that way. Yeah. The, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it's still kind of like, you know, it's not my favorite, but I I like that part of it. it. has aspects that I like.
0: Right, right. I think all of it, both the nails, the hammer, and the straw doll, like, all of that fits really well with, well, the fact, with her origins coming from the, the countryside, I think it works kind of with that aesthetic and yeah yeah I, I think i think it's nice a nice connection to her character but speaking of her well her origins or her past we did get to understand a little bit of well of her past well at least a, a friendship she had had with a girl named saori mm-hmm. and well i i think f- first of all she doesn't seem to really like to talk about her past much uh, like, because she didn't really, well, she wasn't that fond of, of answering Yuji's questions, and she quickly tried to change the topic after they had started talking about her past. And she she said that her reason for becoming a sorcerer, or a Jujutsu sorcerer, was, well, just really, literally just to get, to, well, to be able to move into Tokyo and to leave the countryside. And while that may be true, I think there is maybe more. To it and more stuff related to this friend of hers, Sori. because she she does at some point say that if she meets if they meet again like they should go to that shop or something like that, and I'm guessing maybe after Saori was, well, because Saori left the countryside after she was ostracized there, and I guess she maybe went to Tokyo, and that that's why nobody wants to wanted to move to Tokyo specifically to find Saori again. Hmm. I really I have no idea about Saori. So,
1: I guess first off, I I do think her motivations are not so much that she wanted to go to Tokyo per se, but that she wanted to fulfill something um that she promised Saori or, you know, there's something there. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Tokyo is part of it, but I think it all it just has more to do with her friend. Right. I don't know if Saori actually left the countryside i thought that was implied but maybe i'm wrong um i think they just drove her out of the village like oh yeah not not that she moved back to to tokyo or anything but
0: true yeah yeah it wasn't specified where she went but as you said yeah she they did drive her out of the out of the village and beyond that we don't know where she might have gone yeah
1: so i guess i never thought about like maybe she did actually go back to tokyo which would give lot no a reason to want to go to Tokyo so that that's a oh, wow, yeah that's a really good point. I feel stupid for not thinking about that, but <laughs> my my impression was that either Saudi was still in the countryside, just a different part of it ah I see mm. or something happened to saudi uh, yeah, but I honestly have no idea
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh so that's honestly to me a really interesting part of Nobara's character right now is this piece of her backstory which, I mean, maybe it's not something that will be really touched on for a while like, because it's, I don't know at least right now it doesn't seem like the story is moving necessarily to, like, her focus in that kind of a way, but I'm hoping for it eventually, and I think it would be nice to, to well, to find out more about her reasons in full for why she she became a Jujutsu sorcerer.
1: I mean... A lot could happen in the next volume.
0: That's fair. That's true. It's true. It's an entire book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything else on her though?
1: Just uh, a panel or part I liked when she was saved by Megubi with a frog. It, j- mm. Her being in the frog's <laughs> mouth just reminded me of Konosuba.
0: Yes, same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I had to mention that. Being the Konosuba fan I am, I had of to course.
0: That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. The, the rest of the characters are all really minor. Um, we yeah. have well, we have Sasuke and Ikuchi, the two uh, friends of Yuji's from the occult research club, and uh, well, they did have obviously a bit of a role at the beginning, but they were quickly kind of abandoned in the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I just wonder if they'll ever come back into the story again. Mm. Like, because part of me kind of feels like maybe they are like too ordinary to stick around in a story like this. Mm, fair. So, yeah, may, maybe we've seen all there is from them, but Yuji didn't seem to want to abandon them. Like, he, he said he wanted to stay in their club and everything. So, uh, yeah. I think it would still be kind of nice if if somehow, they don't have to be major at all, but if somehow they could stay, stick around from, from time to time, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the... Oh, shoot. What, what was her name? Uh, Sasaki? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. It? Oh, what's Sasaki? Mm. I, I kind of liked her occultness thing going on. There.
0: <laughs> mm. But anyway, other characters we had were, well, Masamichi Yaga is the school principal at Jujutsu High. Anything on him? I don't really have anything on him.
1: I, I just think the, the dolls he makes, like that, that was mm. funny. But then the one that was beating up on <laughs> Itadori was pretty great.
0: Definitely. Yeah. 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 That, that, that was a pretty cool power. I like that. And there was also Kiyotaka Ijichi, the uh, Jujutsu High School assistant manager who uh, lowered the curtain in, mm. in the last uh, last part there. I think he was also in Zero and lowered the curtain there, if I'm not mistaken. At least someone Almost. lowered the curtain. Maybe it was Gojo. But I recognized his face, so maybe I think he may have been in Zero as well but and yeah it was very minor as well. Yeah. Any other character you want to talk about that we may have missed?
1: No, I I I don't. I think we touched on, we touched on all of them.
0: Awesome. Then the final bit of our discussion in terms of predictions, I guess it's mostly me that can probably chime into it and I think I've Yeah. Um I think I've shared most of my stuff through the character discussions here.
1: Well, let me just ask then. Yes. Ad- just as a final answer, hmm. if you think the narration is correct in saying someone dies, uh-huh. who is it that dies of the of the three students?
0: <laughs> if someone actually does die, mm-hmm. I think I'm going with my gut and saying Megumi, although he. Uh, He did escape the building, but, I mean, I don't know, maybe he'll go back in for some reason. I just... I don't know. While I do feel like there's a lot of character development and progression that I look forward to seeing from him, I also, as I mentioned, I did sort of feel some sense of red flags um, during the mission earlier for him specifically. Or, not red flags, death flags. Um, Gotcha. And, uh... So, yeah, even though he does seem to be safe right now, I I will go with him if someone will die. Although, ultimately, I'm still probably going to go with um, the fact that the the report is... Well, either, as you said, it's like worded weirdly, um, or as I thought before that, that Yuji is believed to be dead for some time when the report is being written. But then it turns out that he wasn't. I think something like that, mm-hmm. is probably more likely, ultimately, I think.
1: Okay. I don't know if I really got the straight answer I was looking for, but
0: oh, <laughs>
1: so basically so basically, your gut is telling you Megumi, but your brain is saying, oh, no, nah, it's probably going to be Itadori.
0: But a fake out for him. But a fake out. Okay, Yeah. gotcha. Yes. <laughs> that's my answer on that. <laughs> and I think that's really the big kind of speculation prediction kind of topic that that, right. that this book mm-hmm. gives us because other than that yeah just looking forward to seeing all these characters continue and do their things i'm enjoying the the premise that like it, it seems like a, a obviously very basic i mean pretty shonen-ish premise we got here with this protagonist who has this unique power that only he can use and he is now on on a journey to eat 20 fingers
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> like it, it it kind of puts a my, culinary it, delicacy it, <laughs> yes but i thought it was funny it sort of puts my hero academia to shame with oh, mi, uh, you yeah. midoriya eating a strand of hair like if you think that's gross come on try eating 20 <laughs> ancient <laughs> severed fingers <laughs> um, but yeah uh, no, I, I think it's exciting. I think like because it's such a, I mean, it's it's a simple kind of premise like that. Just like find the twenty fingers, um, and it's it. I I do enjoy stories like that. Like obviously, it's not going to be as simple as just saying it like that. Obviously, it's going to take mm-hmm. many volumes. I have a feeling this manga is going to go on for a while. I mean, it's it's already gone on for like almost twenty volumes. I think I think in Japan, like Ooh. like eighteen at least. I think in Japan right now. Uh, and I don't know. I, mean, I I don't know anything about the production or like the goings on in the manga as it's going. So I guess I don't know if it's supposedly close to a, an an ending or anything like that. I don't know anything like that. But at least I get the feeling that this might be a maybe a long one. But that's really just a gut feeling.
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: But I'm excited. I, I I again I thought this this volume gives the series a strong start and i'm excited to continue nice yes and i also once we catch up to however much is covered in the first season of the anime i look forward to watching that as well because i have heard good things i've also heard like from some people who thought the pacing was better supposedly in the anime um compared to the manga but well i'll have to see for myself i guess at some point
1: yeah I can't say so much about the pacing in this first volume. I I thought it was fine, mm. but I do think that I enjoyed, and maybe it's because the first time I saw it, but I enjoyed the anime more than reading the, the manga. That ah. Mappa has so many incredible shots and and just dynamic moments that kind of put some of the the panels and and fight scenes to shame. Okay. Volume that's one
0: fair. I mean yeah cuz while I as I said at the start I definitely do think that Akutami portrays action really well on his like on his pages. Obviously like the 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 anime medium like an actual animated medium would portray that supposedly better or at least it has it has the potential to portray it better and yeah obviously I know MAPPA is a good studio so I I'm sure that the action is pretty pretty good there
1: yeah and and just to clarify it's not even so much that there's movement it's just how how they do it how they show it Uh, Um, okay even how Itadori eats the first finger is different in, in the anime. Ah. I, I like it better in the anime. Ooh. So
0: Anyway. Um... <laughs> Wait, sorry. When you said that, it's different. For some reason in my head, I got like a magical girl transformation sequence in my head for like when he ate the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Don't, anyway, sorry. It's so
1: good. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. But, you know, in my first read-through, I, I think I was just in a bad mood when I uh. read the, the first volume. Um, so in my reread, I think I enjoyed it a little more.
0: So, that's good. Me too, actually. Because when I read this the first time, I was sitting outside in the park. Which, I love reading manga in the park. Like, often I like to do that. Except, this time, there was, like, so much like allergies, I was affected by, mm. and like my nose was oh, running and itching the entire time, and it was really annoying. Ew. So I also had a bad first read experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe that's all for the first volumes discussion here on Imami Manga. I think so. Yeah, and. Real quick, before we end it, I would just like to advertise our Discord server that we have. The Umami Manga Discord server, where it's an open server, any, anyone can join while we, well, we chat and talk about... Well, definitely all of the series that we cover on the podcast, because here on Umami Manga, for anyone who doesn't know, we cover various other manga, such as Kaguya Sama Love is War, Spy Family, Vinland Saga, To Your Eternity, Free Ren Beyond Journey's End, and Kaiju Number 8. So you know, we talk about about all those manga, but obviously we talk about we can talk about any type of manga anime at all on there. So it's 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 a small but growing little server, and I think is a very nice place. Uh, we have a, we have a good community there, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you liked this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it, too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 2. Bye-bye.
1: A finger a day keeps the executioner away. See you later. I came up with that on the spot, by the way.
0: Awesome.